So my number five will be um, no job is too small in Japan. What I mean by this, basically, like, especially my country, my country, like, Gambians are a little bit too proud to do smaller jobs. So you have people that immigrate from other countries coming to have um, big shops selling or just selling outside. So they do all the jobs, but those jobs still have money. But mm. for some reasons, Gambians don't want, they just want like maybe high paid jobs in offices, but not jobs that you can go outside and do business. It's, mm. it's some sort of complex that I don't understand in my country. And, and in, in, in Japan, basically, like you see, anyone can do any job. You see, old yeah. people, like I just mentioned, old people doing cleaning jobs in, in offices. Yes. Like they can, they can do any kind of job as long as um, they're being paid. And of course, uh, like you mentioned, it's the service. They also provide good service with this particular job. So that's something, a problem that I see in my country that we can actually. Um, adopt from Japan, um, let us not uh, put down any job, like any job can be good as long as it can, uh, it's contributing to a company or to economy of the country. Mm. Let's be open-minded to do the work that is required. Yeah. That's a very, very important point. Actually, to add to that, I think there's two dimensions to these jobs. As you mm -hmm. say, they might be small and people don't want to do them. But mm -hmm. I also feel like other, like the society generally should accord respect to these jobs. Because if, if I decide to do that job, I'm like, okay, this, small is, this job is not here. This small is not to do. Why is that the job? Okay, this job is not too small for me. Um, I, 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 you know, swallowed my pride and I'm going to do it. But people are going to disrespect me for doing it. Like, mm. when people are cleaning back home, people have the audacity to throw rubbish as someone is cleaning. Yeah. People don't say hello. They don't greet people who are mm. cleaning. Yeah. People see these cleaners as human beings so i think it's a two-way dimension one is for people to swallow their pride and do the job and two is for the rest of the society to accord respect to the people who are doing these so-called jobs i think in that way we will mm -hmm. be able to move much faster because yeah. if i know i'm not being disrespected because of the job i'm doing it makes mm -hmm. me feel good it makes me deliver very good service i mean if that cleaner did not turn up for three days, my friend. Eh? That, <laughs> that that office building will not be habitable. True. So, true. Realize that every job really plays a big role in our in the larger picture. Yeah, yeah. In the larger picture, we need to we need to work harder on such small small details. Moving Most forward. definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So I guess the sixth point is respect. Um, Japanese people are quite respectful. Um, like you just mentioned, people put in respect on a job. Yeah. It's because Japanese respect all jobs. That's why 
the 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 country and the people are a little bit more progressive i believe um they put respect on food on your house on everything so getting in the house you have to uh, wear house slippers and uh, even going to the bathroom you have to change the slippers that you're wearing so these are small things that people put respect on even the food that you eat you respect the food like have you seen a japanese eat a plate of food like when before coming to japan i went to senegal and you have this japanese lady from the embassy so we went to a restaurant in senegal and they gave her a plate of food the way she ate the food the plate the plate was so nice even though she left a little bit of food but i would have loved to eat on the same plate of food because of the way she just ate part and just it was just nice it was just respectful of the plate and the food that she was eating so respect in also the work that you do and other all almost every part of 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 what you do is something that can actually um make a country more progressive i believe and uh, improving in in development i guess i believe all these things you know we are discussing they really channel towards uh, changing the mindset of people mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how you look at thing how you look at something your perspective your beliefs i believe there's some beliefs as africans we need to you know throw out i i, I don't have many of them like off head eh? but there's just a few beliefs that we need to get rid of so as so so as to progress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah we yeah. really do yeah. yeah some other examples is in japan like people feel a little bit shy to talk on trains like when they are tr- talking on trains when there's a phone that's ringing they have to whisper a little bit so these are small things that people do to show respect um also eating outside um it's kind of a little bit of a taboo um eating eating outside and walking while eating and yeah these are all things that japan uh mm. practice that i think african countries can although it would be very hard african countries we're already used to just buying street food and just walking and eating and stuff but that street food is good <laughs> i know i know but just eating and throwing things outside is not a, a sign of um of uh, of development i believe um cleanliness in a country just like um rwanda um mm-hmm. being one of also the clean the cleanest countries in africa um yeah. i believe they 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 help they they developing a lot and a lot of countries should kind of adopt also from rwanda in that mm-hmm. part yeah mm-hmm. as they say cleanliness is next to godliness most definitely most definitely so i believe that people who are listening from back home will be like but how do you expect us to be clean with the dust that's all over the place <laughs> when it rains the whole place becomes muddy like uh, how do you expect us to be clean hmm? true how? true true <laughs> but i believe a cleanliness uh, it really doesn't have to just be uh, just the house and stuff no As no point out how we we should stop loitering literally uh-huh. literally uh-huh. rubbish all over the places where we are we are you know uh-huh. because some of these floods that we are talking about is because we've disposed a lot of rubbish into the water waterways yes that can't move true true 
know? So all these things, I, I don't know. I wonder what we really can do about this aspect of cleanly, like putting our people to that level where it's, you know, especially in, in like dense, uh, highly, highly dense places. Places. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You know, slums and all these things. I wonder what we can really, really do about uh, improving cleanliness in those areas. Yeah. Yeah, I believe also it's good to discuss now that we have already uh, mentioned six characteristics. Although Japan has a lot more etiquettes and characteristics that mm-hmm. uh, that Africans can adopt to, but like, what are some of the steps that African countries can take to get this adoption going on? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So with regards to cleanliness and dust and stuff, like you, I believe once is involving government and also not being not it's not just job of one person like it's a collective job I believe if you don't just eat and throw outside you would the government would need someone to hire to come and clean that area always and so like it's it's a collective um, job that like that we all need to work in and yeah it's about training our man mindset training uh um our beliefs uh, like k- kind of uh changing our beliefs in some things mm-hmm. i believe yeah well for me uh well i have two things in mind but i'll start with one that i believe we are mm, i don't know about the other african countries but for example it's almost the same in everywhere <laughs> in ug i feel that as a nation we mm-hmm. don't have clear-cut values Hmm. we don't have clear-cut goals as a country leave alone these things of why we want economic development to be at five percent gdp by the year blah 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 i'm not (laughs) i'm not talking about that because those things can be easily copied and pasted from all these international forums i mean like Mm -hmm. when you sit down and you think about your country what Mm -hmm. are the values that your country is riding on what is the value system true 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 i feel like um, again i don't want to say many african countries so i'll maybe i'll just stick to uganda i feel like as a country we if they're there i'm not aware of them and if i'm not aware of them that means whoever is responsible for letting us know about our value system is not doing their job you know, true, we need true. to know whatever. Like, if they say, as a Ugandan, what do you stand for? I swear to God, I do not know what, as a Ugandan, <laughs> I stand for. That is really terrible. As a person, <laughs> as an individual, I have my own personal values and my own personal, you know, beliefs. But mm-hmm. as a country, mm-hmm. we don't have that. And if we don't have values, things that, values and principles to, that, build the foundation of all the decisions we make i don't think we shall be going anywhere you know yeah yeah countries, all these developed countries have principles and a value system that everything else just grows out of all these things even when they make the uh the economic goals when they make the social goals it all stems on they say as a country we believe in a b c d therefore we have to do a b c d so that our people become a b c d we don't have that in africa yeah i in my country i would say that will align with what is the coat of arms in my country for example the coat of arms <laughs> is peace 
progress and prosperity. Mm. And I believe these are three things that my country kind of um, try to uphold. We have peace because like everyone lives in peace. Um, we try, we don't have a lot of high crime. We don't have a very high crime rate. So mm. that is already established. But mm. with progress and prosperity, there's still a lack of, there's still lack. And like you, like we just mentioned, the details that we need to put on the Ds, like how do we get to be progressive? How do we get to prosper? So these are things that are kind of missing also in my country. Although we have the Ps, but the other two Ps mm. are, somehow, are somehow lacking. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Like we as a country, we need to st stand for something. Um, I can remember of maybe one value system because my country is very religious. So mm -hmm. we usually follow religious um, values, um, yeah. either Christianity or, or Islam. So these are things that kind of are very um, huge in my country that plays a huge role in development. Mm -hmm. But I believe like to have like uh, societal development, like infrastructure wise, we need to add a little bit more values that are more details that this is what we need to do. We need to have a clean a country. We need to have people that respect time, or we need to have people that execute the job as they are told, that give good service. So these are things that also we need to add in our value systems. I, I agree with that. Yeah. You said something that reminded me. <laughs> you talked about the coat of arms. <laughs> yes. So, uh, the, the, the the motto for our country is for God and my country. Mm -hmm. And over the years, now this is where, <laughs> where you realize, yo, we need a lot of work to do. Over the years, <laughs> of course, we sing these things when you're in nursery school, primary school. Mm. What's the motto for God and my country? True. Um, but because, <laughs> because of all the things that are going on, People are like, I this day is no longer forgotten my country. <laughs> it is forgotten and my stomach. <laughs> you know? Oh my so god, I <laughs> how we move from you know these things, the coat of arms, the mottos that we have, and mm. being a proper outlining a proper value system. Mm -hmm. This goes to how uh changing our education system too. True, true. When you look at many of these countries, we'll, you know, talk about Japan. The kids are taught from, you know, as early as I don't know how many months, because when they go to the kindergartens and all, they are mm -hmm. taught how to be a good Japanese, what being a good Japanese means. True, true. And, you know, they are helped to get into the system. Well, I maybe as we go on i i might deviate away from you know some of these things that uh that i have seen in japan some i don't agree with some mm -hmm. i don't understand some i'm like that's ridiculous but then again that is their value system yeah mm -hmm. yeah and they have made it work for themselves true true the education that they have set mm -hmm. up their education is not just about getting jobs yeah just about skilling people mm -hmm. but it also help like they tell you how to live in society how to live with other people i feel like that is really missing in many of our african countries yeah so i think uh rwanda rwanda is you know starting on that journey yeah 
I also think that Tanzania has always had this value system set out nicely mm-hmm. uh, right from the grassroots. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I don't know so much about Tanzania, but like when I talk to some Tanzanians and you know, when you when you read about uh, Julius Nyerere, mm-hmm. he set out like the vision he had for the country. I think many of the things have been adapted even up to now, years later after independence. Yeah. That is, I mean, Tanzania is now middle income status. Hmm? Special shout outs to them. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like other African countries are actually trying to adopt real good values. And um, I believe other African countries should follow. Um, for my country, um, like education, like, from the grass from the grassroots is important like you mentioned what is it like being a gang what is does it mean being a gambian what are some of the good things that you need to learn like from the get go we know that we know that japanese people are clean like cleanliness is something so from the kindergarten kids are showed how, showed how to clean their hands how to keep a clean environment within their peers so these are things that we can teach um, kids from when they're young until um, so that when they grow up, they can actually still uphold these um, good habits, what is meant to be a Gambian or an African or an other African country. Yeah. Yes. And I also think like um, one problem that's, uh, take, that's gonna be hard for us to adopt these is because Africans, um, we kind of deviate from our values and from what we believe in. Um, you have a president that will be like, okay, my vision is I will build this and this uh, mosque, or I will build this and like they, their priorities. Are, you can just understand, like it's okay. <laughs> like people will can still pray. Like how about building more hospitals? How about yeah. um, building another university and encouraging professors to come and teach people be more doctors? How about other things that can like how about helping with the electricity issues blackouts and stuff how can we have renewable energy that can that can last longer so these are goals that people and um uh, the priorities that um african leaders can actually start working on um that can actually help make it easy for us to adopt these good characteristics yeah and you know that has also reminded me of i think in africa we have we have not yet understood that there's a fine line between leadership and management mm, true and many of our leaders have gone into management yeah you know, i'll take an example in the lab like yeah japanese are really like the whole thing of leadership and management is clear-cut even to something as small as the lab so mm. your professor is there he is supposed to guide you and stuff but that mm-hmm. guy is not going to help you with any paperwork for the true just true. bring the paperwork and he'll stamp now that is leadership hmm? yeah Who yeah responsible for the paperwork and all these things it is the secretary it is all the other people, the mm-hmm. administrators that come and are supposed to help you, or mm-hmm. your senpai who's supposed mm-hmm. to be, okay, you need to do this, you need to do this. Need, that is not your professor's role. True, true. So these guys, like they really, you know, they've, they've 
mapped out the leadership and management roles very, very clearly. I wish we could do the same. Because now back home, you look at leaders, this guy is the <laughs> managing director. Okay, let's say he's the executive director and as an executive director, maybe your role, your responsibility is to have a vision, create the vision, create those goals that uh, the company is supposed to hit. You will find yeah. that guy in HR deciding who's going to be employed and who's not going to be employed. My friend, that is not your job. You see it? <laughs> <laughs> it's why you have True. a HR mind. Mm -hmm. You know, go attend meetings, make relationships, you know, mm -hmm. find to maybe find good relationships that will bring in work for the company. Don't yeah, go yeah. to employ who like, you know, employ someone to come work for you. That is not yeah. your job as an, as an executive director, you know, but you have <laughs> managed to mix up <laughs> all these things. Yeah. You even find like, uh, let's say a department head. The department head is busy trying to find out why, for example, companies that have food delivered to them. He's trying mm -hmm. to find out why it's this company and not the other company. I find that that's like we we spend so much time on nitty gritties that are not important. That's true. Progress. I totally agree. You you said it beautifully. I mean, yeah, most definitely. We lack that. <laughs> we, we as a people, we should. I don't. Uh, perhaps we need to have more leadership courses more management courses, you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be, oh, go get an MBA. But, you know, mm -hmm. some of these things can be outlined through, like, webinars and all these things, you know. Yeah. Even as yeah. individuals, like, you know, close your eyes, pay for that leadership course. Know what a leader should do. If you're a manager, pay for that management course. Know what a manager should do, you know. Mm -hmm. Read. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, we have a terrible reading culture. <laughs> <laughs> reading we have to learn how to read and not just reading for the sake of reading but reading to enrich ourselves true, have you true. noticed that uh, you know the bus drivers or the taxi drivers when they don't have passengers or when it's not time for the bus to go they're reading yeah yeah let me tell you that is amazing <laughs> they are reading, I don't know, whatever, I, I, I won't lie to you that, oh, they are reading leadership or management books, but they are reading, you know, that is important. It is, and just a small point, I know like Japanese drivers, before you be a taxi driver or bus driver, you have to pass exams, mm -hmm. very difficult exams that you need to take to pass. Do we have that in Africa? Do You, you just need a license, like... Maybe a license that someone just easily gave it gift gift to you and you are good. <laughs> can you drive? You can drive, get on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The value systems uh, we don't have the uh, we have we don't have, we have not identified good value systems for us that work for us. So yeah. yeah. Those those are I don't know, do you have anything else to add apart from the I mean value system and education and reading i mean those are the basics that we need right now that we can start with um if we can educate people and change their mindset in some sort of way um mm. that can that can basically help yeah 
but I believe Africans, they can they won't change their mindset unless they are afraid of something, unless they're afraid that something will happen. That is something that had that is something that had to date. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be afraid of something. We have to be afraid of something in order to do something. Yeah. What well, give me an example. For for example, like we're in this corona situation and yeah. Until people see that people are actually dying or they have relatives that actually have this disease and they are talking about it, they were like, oh, there is no corona. And they were going about their business, just things spreading rampantly in, in my country. So unless they know that there is something dangerous attached to it or something that is bad about our outcome that can happen if we don't move in this new direction, mm. they won't do it somehow. And... Absolutely. Yeah, that's just something, an example that, that, I, that I feel it's important. Yeah. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Mm, well, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think, damn, where did we get this mindset from? <laughs> where did we get this mentality? Or... I, I don't know. Like, I believe like, if you don't travel a lot, you wouldn't see progress. You wouldn't notice like, your country is not progressing. Like, in my country, like just traveling to the neighboring country like Senegal, you will see some progress. You will see some development. So that should somehow change, like tell you, okay, my country is like going backwards instead of going forward. Like, and what can we do to be more developed? So it's traveling and seeing other countries, seeing other people that can actually make you think otherwise or change your mindset of okay like if my country goes in this direction same direction that we're going we are not going anywhere or it might lead us to something that we will not like but if we but go traveling and seeing other countries and exploring other countries and seeing how they are doing and how they are progressing like examples you give for tanzania and rwanda like yeah we we need to change our mindsets yeah. I think in addition to that, I would like to say the aspect of um, entitlement. That's mm. the word I was looking for before, entitlement. Mm. I think many Africans feel entitled to certain things. Mm. This, event, this event starts from, you know, where we began this conversation of saying, you know, older people feel entitled that when you grow up, you're supposed to take care of them. Take care of them. Entitlement. You find maybe younger siblings are like, no, my older brother is supposed to help me do this. Ah, uh, yeah. Supposed to help me do this. The government is supposed to help me do this. The government should do this for me. You know, I think that entitlement bug is something we need to cleanse out of our system we should yeah, be yeah. more responsible as you mentioned you know yeah. you're like you know what this i'm not no one is going to help me achieve abc yeah. if mm -hmm. i don't do it the blame is all on me you know true and true in addition to that i would like to say like the aspect of respect I think respect should be accorded both ways. Mm -hmm. The old should respect the young. The young should respect the old. Oh, true, true. I feel like right now where we are, we are in a place whereby the leaders or leaders in whatever, I'm not just talking about political leaders, but mm -hmm. even like 
heads of families. Mm -hmm. They don't want to listen to what the children have to say. True. Guys, we are in an era where the old ways are no longer, are no longer working. They are not, most definitely. They're in the era of social media. We're in the era of social media marketing. We're in the era of, you know, like, there's so much. We're in the fourth industrial revolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What this business, for example, of saying, I'm going to type out all these things, and then I do not know, print them out, and everyone has to sign, sign here, sign there. <laughs> a waste of time. That is not the era we're in. We're in the era where your digital signature is important you know you just digital signature in the sense of what you put out there but also like the real physical signature like i don't have to travel all the way to i do not know where to sign i can't mm -hmm. just online but i think many of our people are still their minds are still set in doing things the old way so when the young people come in and be like yo we need to we need to streamline the way this work is being done i mean yeah. we can share uh things like this and like that we can change this and then this to become more efficient that older people don't want to listen they feel disrespected they feel uh you young people think you're more brilliant than us eh? <laughs> you, you use a computer you think because you're doing programming you're more important but guys it is the reality we are living in yeah. it is true our our the elderly people have so much wisdom you know wisdom wisdom is not something you can buy you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we need to find a place where we meet with mutual respect and exchange ideas because as a young person i might have a brilliant idea that will help a company that will help us a community mm -hmm. if you old person do not allow me to express myself and you do not support my idea we're not going to move we're not going to move anywhere you know so yeah. the entitlement and the mutual respect of the young and the old and the new and the old, we have to find, a, we need to find a place where they meet and we have discussions that help everyone if we are ready to move. Well, I don't know if, I, I don't know if Japan, Japan is really at that point because also they are very elderly people are against so many kinds of changes. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But uh, it's something we have to look at as a people. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I guess that all streamlines to the value systems. Um, mm -hmm. What are other things that we can add? It's not just religious um, and also maybe, maybe societal or culture but adding other things that might be helpful i believe our generation will be different because i believe that we will be better parents i believe so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and hopefully we'll not be you know we'll not be expecting the black debt no i hope not i hope we'll be comfortable enough to tell our kids go outside the wall it's you and your families we'll take care of ourselves so Oh. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Mm. Yeah. So, any other thing you'd like to add? I don't know. I mean, since we're in the corona times, the pandemic times, um, there's some. I believe there are some few things that um, African countries, since most African countries are still struggling, um, with the COVID. Although Japan is still struggling, but um, <laughs> I, 
but I believe some things that can be encouraged um, and also adopted are um, being more careful, um, following um, the procedures and the rules and that are set. Um, for example, in Japan, we encourage wearing a lot masks all the time. Um, some Af or Af African countries I see are adopting that, making it mandatory when you go out to wear masks and also but enforcing the social distance, that is a big problem in Africa. Like we cannot social distance. We are always together. We're always hugging and all that. So the social distancing part might be hard, but I believe that actually works in preventing um, the, current, the, the current times that we're in um, to the spread of the COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also in Japan, they reduce business hours, work time has changed, you go at different times, working at home is more encouraged. Um, also canceling of very big events and events that are like, uh, that, that will actually, that will otherwise um, attract more people. And yeah. another thing is the stimulus check. I'm not sure if Africans can do that, like, to give the if our <laughs> economic economy uh, is that strong to give stimulus check to people to help them with their business, but I believe um, not just stimulus check, but also um, Africans helping each other. If you are more yeah. um, fortunate, giving to the poor that cannot go to work and providing them, because Africans, our main problem is food, eating food, eating well. So just providing a family food to eat, um, that's something that might be important. Yeah, so these are small things that Japan has um, added in, in, in the fight for COVID. And I think these are some things that African countries can adopt more. Yeah, I don't know about that stimulus trick. <laughs> no, we can't handle it. We can't right now. At this point, we can't. Stimulus check and uh, reducing business hours. Well, many African countries still have curfew. Yeah, yeah, they have started. A lot of countries have started. But I think in Africa, we just have to come up with our own measures, as you mm -hmm. mentioned. Social distancing is not who we are. Yes, most definitely. So, uh, this, this is a tricky one, eh? It's a really tricky one. I think our specialists back home, you know, have to really come up with the practical things. True, we true. Can't just copy and paste from what other countries are doing. Yeah, yeah. In the, as you said, the whole mask thing, Many African countries, are, you know, have adapted the mask things. But do you know the material that they use to make these masks? It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's more harm than good. So I mean, I am, I am not an expert, but I think mask is just to um, protect other people, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's true. It cannot it cannot stop the virus from you cannot it cannot stop you from being infected, but mm. it can just reduce the transmission rate somehow. So it's just mitigating the the huge the huge effect. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We um, you hear many Africans talk about ah oh, when Corona is done, but I think that's something we need to change. I think Corona is here to stay with us for a while. Yeah. I, I don't know how long. So we need to think of our, our governments and individuals. We need to think about living 
with the virus. Yes. How we live with the virus because we're not going to wake up. Maybe we will because we woke up mm-hmm. one and it was here. So we might wake up one morning and it's gone. But yeah. until that day comes, we need to, we need to live with it. Yeah. Practical ways to live with the virus instead of and, 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 and basically adopt things that will help us not to handicap our, our system or the economic too too um, too much mm. yeah so that is important i guess uh so this has been a great episode um we we talked a lot about things that us africans can learn from japanese culture uh also things the steps that we can take to adopt these um good habits and also talk a little bit about the COVID. It was a great talk. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, any last words, Marungi? Guys, subscribe, like, <laughs> share, comment. We, those who have given us feedback, we are really grateful. So yeah, yeah. subscribe, like, share, comment, get in touch with us and yeah. Be safe and also, you know, realize that uh, whatever you want to do, you have the power to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. It all starts True. with learning how to control your mind and your thoughts. It's not an easy journey, but it's a journey worth taking. We are all a work in progress. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, until another time. Um, bye. Bye, <laughs> bye.